0: Hello Starship Atlas, I'm your morning news host, Ensign Ingrid Leffler. Let's get started. a 12-hour journey, we arrived at the luxury planet Darnelia. We are here for a shore leap. We are currently orbiting around the planet while we wait for our accommodations to be made available. While we wait, let's recap our time at the Magellan Station. Our recap begins with those highly anticipated traffic numbers. 456 visitors arrived in 39 unique vehicles. 359 visitors came directly from the Magellan Station. We are currently at 56% capacity for vendors, down from the 75% estimates given. Minor trends were down 15%. Now, part of minor trends being down was that Calbarian Popcorn was not made available. For those of you who are unclear what a minor trend is, basically a trade center's financial success is determined by a variety of factors. Financial success will be influenced by how many vendors you have on board, how high of quality those goods are, do your shoppers feel safe, do they feel like they're just shopping for necessities, or do they feel like they're able to purchase luxuries? We track the minor trends and minor luxuries that are for sale on our ship. These minor luxuries are affordable and make our shoppers the envy of their homeworld neighbors. If they feel like they are the Joneses and attribute that to our ships, then they're more likely to come back. So, in this case, everyone knows that Calberian popcorn is the best trend of the year. It's delicious, it's crunchy, makes your tongue a bit numb, your skin a bit glittery, but it can only be grown on Calvarian trees that are grown in Calvarian Nine's desert, which makes it a little tricky to come by. So, our minor trends went down, since the Calvarian popcorn vendor ship was hit by unexplained explosions outside the Magellan Station and never made it, and all popcorn was sadly lost in the wreckage. We had advertised the Calvarian popcorn vendor through the interspace waves, but when our visitors arrived and learned that they couldn't purchase it, our minor trends went down 15%, and potential attrition rates also went down. There is good news though, we have another Calvarian popcorn vendor who will meet us on Calvary and Popcorn will be made available at the next stop. Tell your friends and your enemies! Towards the end of our stay at the Magellan Station, things got spicy when reports came in that both the Trade Center and Magellan Station were reporting small personal items going missing from people's biolock quarters. As a refresher, a biolock is next to impossible to hack without an actual person being there. You know, the person that it's locked to, biologically. The most dramatic theft came on board the Magellan Station when the Prime Minister Griseur's necklace was stolen. The necklace had been lent by the Royal Family of Grizuru for the welcoming celebration for the Starship Atlas. Security teams for both the Atlas and the Magellan reported that security cameras and security holograms didn't show anyone entering or leaving the Prime Minister's quarters during the time it went missing. Wow. After a very thorough review of the security feed, intensive interviews of over 65 crew members on the Atlas and Magellan, our security team has solved the mystery of the missing moss necklace. Which is really good timing, because the more rebellious factions of the Grazura royal family were trying to use this diplomatic incident to incite indignity and propose a recall and new election for the position of Prime Minister. Rather dramatic. Especially when you really consider that this was really a harmless incident. The clasp of the necklace broke, while the Prime Minister was in the turbolift heading to the welcome reception. The necklace was found on Deck 243 of the Magellan Station after magnetizing to a janitor's boots having a panic attack, noticed the necklace dangling from the janitor's boots as she was magnetized to the wall and washing the windows of the atrium overlooking the gym. <sighs> well, the royal family of Guruzuru has apologized for the rash actions and will be performing a 14-day meditation of apologies as an act of contrition. The prime minister thanks the royal family for committing to perform the meditation of apologies and has issued an additional apology to the Starship Atlas and M- Magellan's crew. <laughs> you know... Well as well that ends well, I think. Ooh, good news. We have received a notification from the local hospitality team that our accommodations are now ready. Senior staff and those allergic to water will remain on board to keep the Starship Atlas running. Crew taking shore leave are being divided into 14 pods. Within each pod, they'll be joining one of five groups. Each pod is being flown by shuttle over to different locations along Dornelia's coastal shoreline. Please check your wrist portals for your pod and group assignments. Please report to your assigned rally points to catch your shuttle down to the shore. Please be aware that there will be no late shuttles. Be there, or be completely stranded. On board. I, myself, am in Pod 5, Group 3! Woohoo! Commander Nwodum is not going to let me sign out early from the more morning show, so before I can sign up for our shore leave, we're going live on Darnelia. Chat soon! 3 is pretty straightforward. We've got about two miles of beautiful golden sandy shores before we hit group 5-4 or group r 5 No, 4-2. 5-2. 5-2. Okay. We each have our own little hut situated on a clear purple water. And if you kind of squint down, you can see little silver shells dotting the bottom of the ocean floor. That's how clear the water is. Each hut has a hammock and a little shower, nothing else, except those cool, cool breezes. Now, according to the hospitality team, uh, if we get hungry, we have a shared buffet that we can reach by either paddling little canoes or walking out to during low tide, which, for your reference, is every four hours, like clockwork. Uh, The buffet is about 20 meters long and is maintained by invisible hands of the staff. That's right, folks. The inhabitants of Darnelia are completely invisible. We cannot see them. Well, they're visible if you can see the gamma spectrum, but they're really not visible to most species of humanoids. Okay, Frex, I'm currently walking on the bridge that takes me to the huts for the team staying at 5-3. Oh wow, these huts are smallish. Let me rephrase, shortish. made for my height but no matter I'm just gonna drop my stuff here and I'm back on the bridge. I'll go back to my head later. The sun is starting to set a little bit so the sky is lit up. It's making the water look like a pale violet electric color. It's gorgeous. Then there are some fins poking out of the water circling the base of the bridge on. Okay. Well while well, I've been assured that these are toothless fish little unnerving, because they're incredibly quiet, and just kind of appear. At this point, anyone who's still listening to the show is either senior staff or allergic to water. I want to describe what it's like down here, but I really don't want to rub it in your faces, um, because you're missing it. So a survey has been sent to your wrist portal, Hit yes, if you want me to keep describing what Tornelia is like, hit no if you want me to just stop and sign off. Uh, yes? Oh, I'm rather surprised. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm walking back to the bridge and heading down towards the beach to where we arrived. There are a bunch of beach chairs. All of them look like they've been pre-adapted for those who are not humanized sheep. Special holes for our tentacled and dorsal fin friends. Special sizes for our crew members of different heights and shapes. Bespoke beach chairs. How thoughtful. Alright, well I'm walking way towards the beach past the chairs. And there's a bit of long pinkish grasses. And then I'll... Oh. Oh. Huh. This is like a hill covered in flowers. Actually, flowering bushes. Each bush has translucent leaves and stems that are kind of soft to touch. The flowers are in all sorts of shades of blue, from the palest of shades to dark navy. Oh, okay, guys, so it's stunning. It sort of looks like a gradient from light to dark, and the way the sun's reflecting the so it's setting makes it look... Fire blue? I really don't have good words for how they look, just... Let's just go with stunning. keep going past the sandbar flowering bushes and as it goes back further into land the bushes slowly move or they kind of look like they're morphing into trees or something like a tree. These are tall and brown in the trunk but the trunk isn't one solid tubular shape it's more like very tiny thin filaments winding in no particular pattern but together. And The filaments are tiny red glowing dots moving up and down Series of veins or bloodstream. It's really unclear. I'm going to keep walking and make a loop back towards the huts. I'll go by the buffet. I can see the archway a few dozen feet ahead of me. There's a sign hanging from the archway that indicates it's an extra long buffet as this way. I'm not really quite hungry yet, but I'm going to go check it out. Hey guys! Hey! I can see a few of my podmates heading that way. Um, they're already hungry, so they're gonna go eat. Okay, so walking underneath the buffet arch, there's a clearing surrounded by the flowering bushes. There are tables and matching chairs of all heights and sizes. It's really nice to see that level of customization for the crew. The chairs are all white wood and have multicolored cushions on them. There are also blankets, like thick furry blankets, hanging on the back. I think they're there in case you get cold when the sun goes down. Uh, I can see some. some quiet pipe music playing, but I'm not really sure where it's coming from. There's a big buffet table in the center of the clearing that's on a long log table, and it's covered in tiny plates, instead of your traditional big plates that are normally served at a buffet. But I'm looking, and every tiny plate has a different type of food, and I'm not seeing any duplicates. Wow, that's amazing! Get my sweater before I eat, so I'm going to go walk back towards my hut. The sunset's really fast here. It's already dark and there are torches, arch torches that are already lighting up. Oh, wait. Oh, this is cool. Okay, so remember how I said my hut was definitely too small when I got here? No, sorry, short. Not small, short. But now it's not. It's actually the perfect height I don't know how they did that. Our are like, magical. Ow! Ow. Ugh. Well. Sorry, folks. I get bit on the back of my neck. That's uh, okay. Nothing's perfect. Not even Darnelia. Although this place is pretty damn close. Alright, folks. It's been great chatting with you. But... Our time is up, and if you don't mind, I'm going to leave you and go take a nap on my hut and then a midnight swim. Have a wonderful leave, and I'll see you soon. Has ordered everyone back to the Atlas. Please report to emergency shuttle, docked at the main pod landing station, immediately. We are evacuating Darnelia. I repeat, we are evacuating Darnelia. This is not a drill. Okay, folks been a little over eight hours since we arrived at Darnelia, a little under two hours since the captain ordered an evacuation from Darnelia. A lot of you, actually most of you, are likely very confused as to why our shore leave was cut so short. Because once you got back up to the Atlas, you are probably wondering what the fuss had been about. There's no ship emergencies or immediate orders to head off on a rescue mission. Everything seemed normal. I heard a lot of grumbling on my deck this was all a fuss for nothing and I sympathized. But folks, the fuss was for something. I was called to debrief by Chief Officer Brian Waz and a few others of the communications team. Essentially, per the Darnelia's visitor rules, we all did two things when we arrived and before we were allowed to disembark. We all individually signed a waiver and our luggage was checked for flora and fauna. The latter didn't really matter as much, but the former was actually quite important. The Exo said that the Darnelians survive off of siphoning small quantities of serotonin from other living creatures. They can get it from naturally occurring sources on Darnelia, but over time they got a taste for humanoid-produced serotonin. So, they built a perfect paradise for humanoids to want to come to Darnelia, and as an added bonus the paradise would encourage the overproduction of serotonin in those humanoids. Then at night, the invisible darnelians would slip into the open-air huts, gently siphon off small doses of serotonin. For those of you completely freaking out right now, this was deemed an acceptable risk by the Europa Safety and Health Department. It would have felt like a quick bug bite to you. Or, or me. The EXO said that over the last four years, there had been a faction of darnelians that have been craving larger and larger portions of serotonin. The microdoses siphoned off from tourists have not been cutting it. The faction has become so violent that the main council of Darnelia has blocked the territories from receiving tourists. If they couldn't conform to the appropriate harvesting practices, they weren't going to receive anything. Now, the captain and our senior staff were not aware of the violent offshoot, offshoot faction. The Darnelian council kept it so secret that not even the regional European Union space governor was. We were recalled back up to the Atlas when the captain and XO found out about the violence between the two groups and that it hadn't been contained and that certain very violent and very hungry Darnelians had slipped out of their territories and were approaching our vacation pods. They made the decision to evacuate us since the Darnelians were invisible and we wouldn't be able to defend ourselves against them. I have just received word from the senior staff that the headcount came back and every crew member has been accounted for. They've ordered that over the next few hours, each residential deck will be reporting to the medical bay for a health scan. Chief Medical Officer Trisha Bittman wants to know how much serotonin was siphoned off from us during the six hours we were on shore. Her team will calculate out if the amounts of siphoned serotonin were in the acceptable. The medical team will then make a recommendation to Captain Atwood and simultaneously the Safety and Health Department of the European Union. Their recommendation will state whether it would have been safe for us at all to stay in the, the sanctioned territories based on the rate of serotonin harvesting. If the medical team finds out that too much serotonin was harvested, then it is very likely that the safety and health department will shut down Darnelia to the European Union for humanoid visitors until an alternative to human serotonin can be discovered. Before we close out today's report, I really want to reflect on what we experienced and quite frankly, narrowly avoided. We forget sometimes how dangerous space is. We get accustomed to certain security and even luxury when we're aboard our Starship Atlas. We serve our ship and do our duties. We get time to enjoy ourselves. We play games. We hang out with each other. But we forget that the space is the cruelest of environments for to conscious beings. We forget the planets we visit, even the luxury planets, even when they're our allies, and even when the locals are so friendly. They can be just as dangerous as space. Up next is our music-free lunch hour. Today, we will be playing spoken word poetry that was recorded at Jimmy's Poetry Corner last Tuesday during second shift. Music-free lunch hour will be followed by Ensign James Bim's afternoon show. For our sign-up today, vacations can be work, and work can be vacations. (sighs) Anyway, this is Ensign Inger Leffler, signing off. is Sarah, the creator of the Starship Atlas. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and follow on your preferred podcast platform. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Starship Atlas, or check us out online at www.thestarshipatlas.com. Want to reach out and say hello? Or do you have a question? Please email me at thestarshipatlas at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it.